What is up, everybody? You are tuning in to the Never Skip Egg Day podcast premiere episode. In this episode, we'll talk a little bit about the host, Brian Castillo, where the name comes from, and what to expect with the podcast moving forward. Hope you enjoy. What is up, everybody? Like I said in the intro, my name is Brian Castillo, and you are tuning in to the Never Skip Egg Day podcast. This is the premiere episode of the podcast, and so I just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about myself uh, and why I'm doing the podcast uh, and why I love uh, health and fitness and uh, why I'm a foodie. Um, and I think you know I'd like to start with uh, talking about where the name of the podcast came from. Uh, so it's probably pretty obvious to some people, but it's a play on words of the, the popular phrase, uh, never skip leg day, uh, which is a common uh, phrase or hashtag in the uh, fitness community for sure. Uh, you know, you can look at it a couple different ways. Uh, so some people say never skip leg day because uh, you'll see like the, the gym rats or the bros in the gym that just work, work on the glory muscles but have chicken legs. So all they care about are buys, tries, shoulders and traps and chest. Uh, and then uh, they got that weird triangle-shaped body uh, with uh, no legs. The legs don't match the upper body, right? Uh, or uh, you can look at it the other way of uh, why it's uh, the popular and common opinion that uh, people don't like to uh, train legs. Uh, a lot of people don't like to train legs because uh, when your legs are sore, uh, you really feel it, right? Uh, simple everyday tasks uh, just suck. Uh, from using the bathroom to walking up and down stairs. Uh, if you drive a stick shift vehicle, if those still exist, uh, I remember doing a couple of leg days where, um, you know, I'm right uh, side dominant, so right-handed and, and right leg dominant, and uh, doing the, the clutch, pressing on the clutch with my uh, left side sometimes after a hard training session was not very fun, or a couple days after. So, uh, yeah, it's a play on words, and so why egg? Well, never skip egg day because, like I said, I am the biggest foodie at heart. Uh, my Instagram page is flooded with uh, food creators, uh, foodies, chefs, uh, recipes. I definitely break the algorithms. It's just pretty much all food and sports uh, with uh, the occasional sports uh, media and memes uh, sprinkled in. But... Uh, and ironically, when, uh, as I will touch on a little bit with my background and my fitness journey, uh, when I really, you know, my fitness journey, uh, as we'll get a deeper dive into, was primarily focused on uh, weight loss and uh, strength, strength training. That's, that's really what it's been about uh, for the better part of the last decade. And uh, when I started kind of focusing on nutrition and actually planning out my meals and things like that, uh, the egg is a very powerful food. It, it has protein, it, it makes you full, it has good uh, omega-3 fatty acids, uh, and it's versatile, right? I could go on the whole Bubba Gump spiel of how I would prepare eggs different ways, but uh, a, a typical day for me, especially when I started out doing this stuff in my early 20s, uh, could consist of uh, two to three whole eggs with four to five egg whites and some sort of omelet or uh, wrap or breakfast sandwich form and then I would take you know four to five hard-boiled eggs to to work as well because that was an easy snack to prepare I could meal prep it very easily and 
Uh, it would just keep me full throughout the day. So I got very sick of eggs quickly. So I, I definitely have a love-hate relationship with them going back to those years when I was pounding them. But uh, I definitely, definitely love and appreciate the liquid chicken. Uh, and one of my favorite food creators uh, always talks about never skipping egg day. Uh, and the podcast host name wasn't taken, so I ran with it. Uh, and I think it kind of meshes what I want this podcast to be about. And that's uh, you know, food and, and how to incorporate food to maximize your fitness goals and uh, how to just maximize your performance through food and, you know, proper nutrition and, and just being healthy overall, and sharing recipes and talking about quote unquote cheats and treats and just building a healthy relationship with food in your body. And so that's what this podcast is really going to be centered around. And so that's where the name comes from. And I happen to think it's very fitting. Um, and so uh, now that we've gotten the name out of the way, I would like to, well, I don't know if I would like to, I don't, I don't necessarily like, uh, you know, talking about myself, to be honest, but uh, I think it's relevant. So I really do want to do a deep dive into my history and my relationship with food and fitness. Uh, and so we'll start with fitness, but uh, yeah, my, my name is Brian Castillo. I will be, actually, I, I turned 31 today. I wanted to release this podcast uh on my on my birthday and uh so it, it was just kind of a personal goal of mine I, i've done a podcast with a buddy in the past uh as a kind of a hobby during the pandemic and i decided i wanted to do one about uh you know my my true passions in life which you know, is leading a healthy lifestyle and, and food and so it, it starts all the way back to the beginning uh when I, when i was a baby I contracted a respiratory disease that uh, is called RSV. It's pretty common uh, in infants and toddlers and things of that nature. And um, you know, I, I'm told now that I almost uh, died back then. And I don't know how close I really was to that, or if that was just my mom being dramatic. But um, why that's relevant is when I recovered from RSV, uh, I definitely uh, was <clears throat> towards the bottom percentile in my weight. And so I had to, uh, basically the doctors told my parents like, you know, let him eat whatever he wants, he needs to gain weight. And so I built some pretty bad habits in doing so. I, I was a really picky eater when I was a kid. My, my food groups basically consisted of junk on top of more junk uh, with soda sprinkled on top. Uh, or uh, for those of you who grew up in the 90s, you know what I'm talking about. We had the best uh, unhealthy, quote-unquote unhealthy uh, snacks, uh, lunchables, things of that nature, and sugary drinks uh, in the 90s. So uh, I consumed and partook in all of that fun stuff. And by doing so, even though I was a fairly active kid, I mean, I loved video games and stuff, and so I definitely was sedentary, but I, I played sports my whole life too, And uh, but I, I never got the, the food habits and nutrition stuff in line. Uh, even though I was obsessed with food at a young age, I, I loved Food Network. I would watch that over any, you know, a bunch of other shows and things of that nature, and I've always loved to cook at a young age too, and I just would cook the wrong kinds of foods and uh, didn't really care about any of that stuff. And then when I got into middle school, uh, I actually, I think I was in eighth grade, yeah. Sometime between seventh and eighth grade, uh, I was getting a physical to be able to play sports. And 
I had high blood pressure and I was obviously overweight at the time. Uh, high blood pressure is hereditary from my dad's side of the family. Thank you, dad. Uh, just kidding. Uh, you know, um, it is hereditary, but uh, I, I was not doing myself any favors at the time, even at a young age. And so I, I, I was taking high blood pressure medicine uh, at 13, <laughs> uh, middle school, going into high school, and something was wrong there. But that that didn't flag in my head, no matter what my parents told me or a doctor or whatever. I was just in denial and, and chose to ignore it. And so then uh, fast forward to high school, uh, by the end of freshman year, I, I was close to or above 200 pounds at that point. And I was only 5'7". Uh, so you could paint that picture in your head. That was not very good. Uh, and I was basically just ignoring the high blood pressure problem at that point in time, still getting a physical annually, still being told to lose weight and to get that in check, but you know, still ignoring it. And then uh, fast forward to uh, when I could drive, all I would pretty much consume was fast food and uh, then in college it, it was just even worse being away from home not having like some balanced you know meals uh, it was just convenient in undergrad to uh, you know my, my diet consisted of ramen totino's pizza rolls uh, taco bell <laughs> fast food uh, not do code red and soda really uh, and it wasn't until I was about 20 years old. I was taking a uh, summer calculus course, Calc 2. And uh, I was taking it at the University of New Mexico. And some of my other buddies who were going to UNM at the time uh, were also taking summer courses. And uh, so we'd get out of class and we'd either go to the gym. And some of my buddies were kind of getting into the weightlifting thing. So sometimes we'd lift weights. Uh, so I was starting to get my feet wet a little bit with that. And then uh, like I said, I've always loved playing sports and my favorite sport to play was basketball. So we'd go play pickup basketball games for a couple of hours. And uh, my really good buddy at the time was uh, ironically always a skinny kid, but complete opposite problem. He was always trying to gain weight. Uh, and uh, so he was obsessed with weighing himself after, before and after we'd do these you know, activities and he'd be slamming his weight gainer shakes and things like that. And I, I don't know what sparked me to do that. I, I couldn't tell you thinking back, but uh, one one day I just decided to weigh myself uh, while he was doing it too. And uh, I was floored uh, with what I had seen at that time. I obviously hadn't been to the doctor in a few years. I was ignoring the high blood pressure stuff still. I didn't need to get physicals anymore to play sports. I wasn't playing sports in college. I was getting an engineering degree at New Mexico Tech. Uh, so there was no D1, there was no even D3, there was no sports uh, to be found there. But uh, the number on the scale was 268 pounds, a little over 268 pounds. So uh, basically I was 270 pounds at 20 years old. I, I was 6'1 at the time, but that was still unacceptable. And it just kind of hit me and I had already started to kind of get into weightlifting at that time and I, I decided some major things had to change and so uh, it wasn't until I uh, retooled my relationship with food and really started focusing on what I was putting into my body uh, that I started to see results. So in the beginning it really just started with you know cutting out soda and uh, eating out less and uh, cooking. Uh, you know it sounds cliche but a lot of chicken, broccoli, rice type of meals, 
on primarily eating those and, and make no mistake about it. I was in the middle of undergrad, so uh, was still partying on the weekends, would still eat out with my friends. I had a very close group of friends that when I would come into town, um, we, Applebee's back then would do, uh, you know, after 9 p.m. it was half price appetizers. And I would regularly, after eating a full day's worth of food, whether I had worked out or not, whether I had been good day all day or not, uh, would eat, you know, two orders of boneless buffalo wings uh, with ranch or an order of boneless buffalo wings and a giant chicken quesadilla, uh, you know, at 10, 10.30, sometimes 11 o'clock at night, uh, eating like this 2,500 to 3,000 calorie bomb on top of what I was doing. And maybe he even had partied the day before or whatever. So I was making little changes and I was definitely seeing some results, but I, I still wasn't, you know, completely into the, the health and fitness, quote unquote, or not even finding true balance yet. And um, then, you know, fast forward to the years. Uh, so by, by 23, when I was already working and past my, my undergrad days, I had gotten down to basically like 205 to 210 pounds, and I, I maintained that pretty consistently. So uh, I had kept, uh, for sure, kept like 60 to 65 pounds off uh, for um, pretty much the majority of the last decade, and then I had put on a lot of muscle in between then too. Uh, since I started training seriously when I was 20 years old, uh, the longest I've ever gone uh, between workouts is five days, and that was in April of 2021 uh, when my son Giovanni was born. And uh, the only reason I missed that many uh, days or took that many days off uh, was because my wife actually got COVID when uh, he was born, and so I was quarantined in the hospital room with both of them for five days. So uh, we'll talk about how why consistency matters, but I, whether we're on vacation, uh, whether I've been sick, whatever, I, I get some sort of activity in. It's just, it's become a part of my nature, it's habit and my being, and that's contributed a lot of my, to my success, but I've also found that consistency uh, in the kitchen and, and outside of the kitchen too, just when overall my general relationship with food and being uh, aware of what I put into my body, uh, but still enjoying food. Like I said, uh, if you look at my Instagram feed, just flooded with foodies and um, lots of good food for you and junk food for you. So it's definitely about that balance and enjoying that in life. But, uh, you know, basically 23 to 25 is when I really fine-tuned those skills. Uh, and then uh I, the lowest I got to uh, was for my wedding when I got married in 2018. Uh, I got down to uh, 191 pounds. That's the, the lowest I can remember seeing since probably 12 or 13 years old, which was crazy. I was 27 at the time, so um, basically hadn't seen that in... Uh, as many years as when I was the age that I was that weight. And so that was pretty wild to me. And that was, that was pretty cool to see. Uh, and then uh, the, the summer of 2018, when, when we did get married, we got married in May. Uh, I was in three other weddings that year, some close friends and uh, really had started to kind of try to bulk and was a little bit lax after the wedding and stuff and so I, I, did, I got back up to like 205 and then so 
pretty much for the last five years, I've fluctuated between 195 and 205. Uh, I definitely focus more now on body fat percentage, and, and we'll talk about all these things in greater detail, but I, I really just want to paint a picture for you all on how far I've come. I, I am proud of that. Don't get me wrong. Like I, you know, I see stories about people all the time uh, and their crazy transformations. Uh, you know, we'll talk about David Goggins at some point on this podcast. If you've never heard of him, go look him up, uh, read his book. Uh, Can't hurt me. It's, it's amazing. We're going to definitely reference that at some point in this podcast, but um He's like a retired Navy SEAL. He's just one of many examples, but he's been almost 300 pounds or over 300 pounds like twice in his life. And now he's just this super crazy endurance athlete and has a six pack. And, um, you know, I just want to want to give the disclaimer out there that, uh, you know, uh, I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist. Uh, I'm not a personal trainer. I don't have any exercise science degrees. Uh, this is all through experience, passion, uh, research, hard work, and trial and error. Uh, some of the things that I talk about uh, may not interest you or may not uh, align with your personal goals, but I guarantee the basic principles uh, that I apply. And if you just love food, you're gonna you're gonna keep tuned into this podcast because uh, they can apply to everybody, whether it's mentality. Um, some basic uh, food science or body performance principles that we talk about. I, I guarantee you'll get something out of this podcast moving forward. But I, I do want to give that disclaimer. Um, you know, the, this is these two things are my my passion, and I'm a living example of it. Uh, but you know, that my point about like Goggins is that there's plenty of other qualified people out there, probably more qualified than me. Uh, to be talking about this too. Um, and they've had crazy body transformations. Like uh, I still consider myself a work in progress. You know, uh, I still want to get my body fat percentage down. I would still like to look more vascular. I have uh, strength goals I'd like to achieve in the gym. I have cardio goals that I, I want to achieve. Uh, so I, I'm still very much a work in progress and I'll be sharing those experiences uh, with you all moving forward as well too. But I am very proud of uh, where I've where I've come to from where I've been. Uh, I haven't been on blood pressure medication and haven't had high blood pressure for pretty much the majority of the last eight years, uh, which I'm very proud of and, and have gotten in line. Uh, you know, I have a wife and a son now, and I want to be around a long time. And not only want to be around, I don't want to just exist. I, I want to enjoy life, and I want to be able to do things and be physically fit and active. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the Joe Rogan podcast and uh, he jokingly talks about it all the time. Like there's really no downsides to being strong, to, to being healthy, to being fit. I mean, what, what are the downsides to that? Uh, I guess unless you, you want to live uh, less amount of time on this planet, I don't know. But, you know, uh, there really are no downsides to that, and this po this podcast is going to be all about uh, building healthy relationships with food and maximizing um, food and intake uh, to reach your fitness goals and your performance goals through food science. And um, you know, after you know, my disclaimer about all the nutritionist stuff, uh, I am I am an engineer by trade. Uh, I, I have a bachelor's in chemical engineering. I have a master's in systems engineering. 
Um, and basically all that means is I'm pretty good at problem solving or school, whatever you want to look at, right? Uh, but um, for your chemical engineering lesson of the day that you probably didn't want, uh, chemical engineering is centered around processes that have inputs and based on those inputs you get outputs uh, from your process and then systems engineering is about continuous improvement so taking a process like that and analyzing your inputs and outputs and uh, determining your current state uh, to get to the future or the ideal state that you want to get to and that's really relevant in how I got to where I am today um, we'll talk about variables that are, that are as inputs whether that's uh, literal inputs uh, into your your body uh, through food uh, and we'll talk about uh, outputs you know physical performance maybe it's your physical goals uh, maybe it's improving your cooking skills uh, we'll have all that here so um, I'm qualified in some capacity and I, I bring up uh, there's always going to be someone more qualified things of that nature but uh, hopefully you enjoy listening to this podcast and you get something out of it to apply to your personal life at the end of the day. That's that's really my goal. That's what I'm looking to get out of it uh, and sharing my personal life experiences uh, and what I've learned along the way. And hopefully it helps you start uh, at with a leg up as opposed to when I did. Uh, the amount of information that out th that's out there is crazy. It's awesome that it's at our fingertips, but it could be overwhelming for some of you too. And it's amazing to me looking back like how stupid I was to not um, just realize some basic stuff. So uh, hopefully I can help you all and assist you with that so uh, you don't make the same mistakes that I did and you don't repeat them. And uh, I'm sure I'll get to learn things through doing this podcast too because I plan on researching a lot of current stuff with you all and trying different things. And so I uh, really want this to be a fun journey together and uh, I look forward to the experience. Uh, so that's enough about me. I'm tired of talking about myself. Uh, just wanted to give you all a little bit about my background and why I'm doing this. And uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to end today uh, with a foodie story because, like I said, I am a huge foodie. So uh, to those of you uh, locals, I, I was born and raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, so you'll be able to um, definitely resonate with this, but. Uh, we have a local uh, staple here in Albuquerque. They've actually branched out into Colorado and Texas uh, over the last couple of years, but uh, primarily it's definitely a New Mexico thing, and most of their locations are in Albuquerque. But uh, there's a restaurant called Dion's uh, Pizza, and uh, they do pizza, subs, and salads. Uh, I'll get some flack from this, probably especially from my wife, because she loves Dion's Pizza, but I'm not the biggest fan of their pizza. Uh, they do make awesome subs. I do like their salads, and their ranch is godly. It's out of this world, so definitely would recommend it to those of you who have never been or uh, are in the Albuquerque area. Definitely go out and try Dion's, but uh, back before the world was turned upside down with the pandemic uh, in 2019, uh, they had a uh, Dion's recipe contest, and so the rules of this contest uh, were pretty straightforward. Um, they basically had uh, four categories that they would judge your recipe on uh, when you had submitted it to determine if you would be a top three finalist to go to actual judging. 
And so those categories were, uh, the first one was that it had to be uh, easily uh, replicable, rec replicable, can't say that, uh, but basically anyone had to be able to recreate it. Uh, the instructions had to be clear and the visuals, obviously, so you're just submitting it electronically, so it had to be visually appealing and the instructions had to be informative and easily repeatable. Uh, and then uh, the third category was uh, you had to use as many Dion's pizza ingredients as possible. And uh, the, the fourth category uh, was taste if you made it that far. Uh, so they basically took all the the uh, recipe entries, and I ended up being one of the finalists uh, in the savory category. And uh, it was really cool. So th this is how much I'm obsessed with food. So when my previous boss told me about this, because he was the 2018 winner, he was also a fellow foodie, uh, I instantly, like, the juices were just flying, the hamster wheel was turning, um, all cylinders were firing and I, I had like 10 recipes in my head like oh yeah I want to do this so also being the nerd and the engineer that I am I made a spreadsheet to break out you know all the Dion's pizza ingredients and then uh, how I wanted to combine those flavors and then what unique ingredients I wanted to use so uh, I narrowed it down to uh, three recipes and I had a party with family and friends at my house and I did a taste test with them. So they got to vote on which recipe I submitted. Again, that's how much of a passion I have for food. Uh, that's how much I love to cook and host and bring people together and whatnot. And so uh, the recipe that ultimately uh, ended up winning out was a uh, sweet and spicy jalapeno popper roll. So uh, if you can imagine and visualize, think of a cinnamon roll but with pizza dough and instead of uh, cinnamon and butter it had uh, cream cheese cheddar cheese bacon and pepperoni uh, rolled up in the center and then uh, on top uh, instead of icing i uh, did a serrano uh, chili pepper infused honey which uh, mike's hot honey is a popular thing that they put on pizza on the east coast and so that's where my inspiration came from so it was a sweet and spicy honey glaze on these uh, jalapeno popper pizza rolls. And then uh, I mentioned their ranch is out of this world. Well, I wanted to take it up a notch with my flavor profile. And so I made a chipotle ranch dressing using their ranch and adobo peppers. And uh, my recipe ended up winning. So I was able to uh, win Dion's Pizza for a year, which translated to... Uh, $600 worth of Dion's gift cards, so my wife was very happy about that. Uh, it was an awesome experience. It was fun. I just loved that the creative juices were flowing, and so I'll make sure I post that uh, Dion's recipe uh, in the Instagram page um, for this podcast, and then uh, somewhere down the road, I, I'd like to do a YouTube channel where I'll feature all those recipes in video shorts and do step-by-steps for folks uh, to recreate them, because again, I'm, I'm a foodie, and uh, you know, I, I really do believe that uh, bodies are uh, forged in the gym, but they're built in the kitchen. <laughs> um, that's really where it all starts. And uh, that would definitely be what I would consider a quote-unquote treat or cheat, uh, if you will, hashtag cheat day um, today. But uh, I also share a, a healthier version of that, which I've made, and, and a, a macro-friendly version. We'll talk about macro, macro nutrition, what that means, and 
why that's important too um, in one of these uh, earlier episodes. So uh, the next couple episodes are going to be really, um, the theme is going to be back to the basics. We're going to talk about finding that current state uh, no matter where you are to achieve your, your fitness and food goals. And uh, going to try to share a recipe weekly as well. Uh, sometimes it's going to be a treat meal, sometimes it's going to be healthy, sometimes it'll be meal prep ideas, things of that nature. Maybe it'll be a product review or a versus or a comparison video, something that I'm trying or have tried in the past um, as well. So uh, stay with me here when you tune in next week. Uh, we're going to talk about back to basics and it's going to start with uh, basal metabolic rate and what that means. Uh, and determining uh, what your body really needs uh, starting from scratch and then we're going to talk about some kitchen essentials uh, so hopefully i hear or uh, hopefully you tune in next week and in the meantime stay hungry and remember never skip egg day